Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, it's the one about when we say I do. Truth be told, we went a little longer on this podcast because we were reminiscing about our own weddings. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey Michael, how are you doing this week? I'm doing all right, Nate. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful, uh, doing wonderful, just getting ready to head down to Texas uh, for a birthday party. Oh, yeah? Whose birthday? I can't tell you. It's a surprise party. Oh, oh And nice. she might listen to Pontificating Pastors. Oh, well, good. Good. One of so our anyway. You're, you're yeah. in for a surprise this week. Actually, she probably doesn't, but just oh. in case... <laughs> Right. I will be traveling down south with the hordes of people who will be going to the Red River Red River Rivalry football game. So that ought to be fun. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that is so. fun. Do you and wanna... you travel are traveling to Oklahoma? So and I'm, I'm going coming to, to Oklahoma. Miss you. <laughs> You're, well, we will pass each other on I-35. There you go. Yeah. Well, I hate that we're not going to be in the same town when we have the opportunity to be in the same town. <laughs> ah. But if you would tell that daughter of yours to come to Southern Nazarene University. It's a time could, to begin. Sorry. Yes. Then we could. No, that's what goes after. I didn't wait. Oh. <laughs> then we could see each other much more in the coming years. So. Well, hey, she's, um, that's what we're coming up for. She's going to do a, a, you know, campus tour or whatever. We're going to, um, I think it's college days is, is the event. And uh, she signed on to do that. And. Her mother and I are gonna come and go to the financial aid meetings. Woohoo! Yes, those will be thrilling and riveting, and you will just feel so lighthearted after you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, actually, um, we've gotten quite a bit of help, and God has been faithful to us in this process. So, I will pass that on to you. The encouragement that it may not be as bad as you first believe it will be yeah well so i mean aside from the money you know i think i don't think there's anything you can do to encourage me about the fact that my oldest child my baby girl is talking about moving six hours away from me i know and in I the know. same week my my 15 year old got his his learner's permit dude we just sound really old right <laughs> now but i so. i totally feel your pain <laughs> This is Tyler's been gone now, and I haven't seen a lot of him. Um, and fall break is coming, and he's going to come home on fall break, and I'm really excited. But yeah, it's been the longest stretch. I think I haven't seen Tyler in his life. So yeah, yeah, I feel your pain. Does your daughter know what she's going to major in, or is she looking for an MRS degree? Because my you know, daughter, you know, we were going to talk about. <laughs> We're going to talk about marriage today. We're going to so talk about weddings today. A little yeah, bit of a segue, right. yeah. 
Yeah, um, no, she she has decided a long time ago that she was going to be a speech pathologist. She thinks that language uh, is so vitally important to what it means to be human that uh, she wants to help people who've lost their language, their ability to speak, uh, regain that ability. Um, so uh, she wants to serve in that uh, in, in speech pathology, whether through the schools or in hospital and rehabilitation situations. She hasn't quite decided exactly where she wants to, but uh, she knows that that's what she wants to do. If she gets her MRS degree, it will just, uh, you know, be something that... It, <laughs> that it, it'll be like a way. side thing, right? Yeah. yeah, it'll happen along so, the way. So. Yeah, well, I my wife got her MRS degree from Southern Nazarene University, and I like to say she graduated with honors, so... <laughs> I'm sure she's so... So proud to have you say that on the podcast she, today. <laughs> she should be a speech pathologist because I still haven't learned how to not speak at certain times and how to <laughs> speak maybe, correctly around maybe people. she could help you with that. Yeah. yeah. No, Shelly and I actually attended college uh, already married. So uh, there you, you go. That, that our bachelor's was a graduate degree. There you uh, go. So. Yeah. So... What was that like? Was it different being on campus as a married person? Than... Well, I remember, you know, I went uh, to the financial aid office that first day when we arrived on campus and got everything squared away, and they uh, they tried to tell me what my room assignment was. And, <laughs> and I Dude, said, I'm not rooming with that guy. Yeah, no, no, I think I'll room with my wife. Is that right? I have a like, much oh. better looking roommate in my. <laughs> yeah, you're married. Yes, I am married. Well, then, yeah, absolutely. We'll just scratch all this, and that's going to change your total. And yeah, let's. And they adjusted everything right there, and I thought, huh, that's interesting. I wonder how we made it this far in the paperwork process without uh, without checking that married box. So, or or it maybe yeah. it was checked and it just got overlooked because they didn't expect it. But uh, anyway, that was kind of a funny situation. Uh, there that is up, funny. Showed up married. So, my son will be a married student next year at oh, yeah. Southern Nazarene yeah. University. He'll, so he'll do his senior year. Is that right? Or no, junior? he has two more. So his junior and senior years. He'll. I did yeah, two his, senior years as a married student. So there you go. Yep. Well, his fiance was studious enough in high school that she's only going to school for three years. So she'll have just one more year. So. Oh. Shout out to Kobe for being ahead of the game. Oh, yeah. yeah, Saving herself a little money. Good so dude. today we were going to talk about marriage, weddings, etc. I have one funny story of a wedding. I mean, it's not really funny that happened at a wedding as much as the situation of the young man who was marrying this lady. I had a young man in my first, uh, not my first youth ministry, but in, in my last youth ministry, actually. And uh, he, we would do every once in a while. You ever do a foot washing? Uh, in a in a wedding? No, well, just in your youth ministry. Oh yes, yes. I thought you meant like yeah. a foot washing at the wedding, and I was like, Well, I'm gonna get there yeah. in a second. Okay. Hey, you're telling my story for me. Just oh. hold up a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. So, yeah, I was doing a foot washing on Wednesday night, and this young man. Uh, would not let anyone touch his feet. He did not like his feet. I guess they didn't smell very good. They didn't look very good. And so he was the supreme example of Peter, you know, in the story. He, you will not touch my feet. And 
he didn't ever come around to the, you know, my head and hands as well. But so he said, no, no one's touching my feet. And he would not get his feet washed. And then he went to Southern Nazarene University. I feel a theme coming on from Southern Nazarene University here. He, he <laughs> met a girl. They got engaged. He calls me up. I'm brand new up here in Midwest City. He says, hey, I'd like for you to do my wedding. And we're talking about the elements he'd like in the service. And he's marrying a girl who's from the Friends Church, which is Quaker background. Oh. And he says, we're going to have a foot washing in our wedding. <laughs> and I said, well, nice. Eric, oh, I just outed him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Eric Hopkins. <laughs> I said, Eric. I know Eric Hopkins, actually. Now I, I know <laughs> that you love Sarah because you wanted to wash her feet and let her wash your feet. And so that was when I, for me, I was like, these two are going to be all right. Because he would never let anyone wash his feet before, and he obviously loves this young lady. So. Oh yeah, well that's 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 a big thing to let somebody touch your feet. Apparently, um, yeah. I'm not I keen to... on the idea, but one time I remember I uh, we were doing a a, a reenactment of the, the Last Supper, and uh, and I was playing the part of Jesus. Um, you know, which uh, always, I thought you'd be Judas. Yeah, which is <laughs> thank you for that. I, I don't know why. And Just... and my friend JJ, he was playing the part of Peter. So bef- and there's you know there came the the time for the foot washing, and uh, I had to go around and wash everybody's feet and and we had rehearsed it. Well, JJ goes out into the church's yard before the before the service begins, and he put his feet in mud. And, and got, like, grass-stained his feet. He, like, kicked the ground until he had grass-stains all over his feet. That is awesome. And came in as Peter. And so whenever I had to try not to laugh while I'm trying to, you know, be the very serious uh, part that of That is great. Christ. And he's Man. just enjoying the heck out of it. So anyway. That, that is beautiful. That's a so, foot-washing story. That's not a wedding story. But, you know, that's still, it's... Yeah, I don't like to have my feet messed with either. I went for a pedicure one time, and the lady was making fun of me the whole time because <laughs> I'm just, like, ticklish, and I'm laughing. Oh. And then she's like, what color do you want? She was just messing with me, like, my toenails. And, <laughs> what color toenails? And then you? all these ladies were just laughing at me, and Paula's just thinking it's the funniest thing ever. So, yeah, so what What do you want to talk about about weddings today? Well, you know... um, Weddings are always an interesting thing because, you know, you have some weddings that they're just like, and, and I, I think these are probably some of my favorite memories of doing weddings, uh, is when the couple says, hey, listen, we want to get married. Can we just add it to the end of a worship service on a Sunday morning? Um, yeah, I have never had that happen. And those are just, those are just really cool. Usually those are, uh, you know, I, I've had a couple of young couples do that, but mostly it was... Uh, uh, you know, an older couple, widower, uh, gotcha, a, a widow who then found each other later in life after their their first spouses had passed on, and they didn't want to go through a you know big ceremonial thing, but they did want to kind of invite the congregation to celebrate their love and their union, um, and so I just think those are really neat because it's it just becomes part of the liturgy, you know. Yeah. And, well, I guess the people I know aren't near as spiritual as the people you know because <laughs> I've never been well, asked to do one. It's like not that, like so. I, I'm thinking maybe four times 
in 21 years of, of ministry that, that, I, that that's happened. You know? Well, four is more than zero. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It is more than zero. That's, yeah, that's so a very astute observation. <laughs> um, I actually went to visit one of my friends at his church, and they had a wedding service at the end of the service. I was just visiting to see him, and all of a sudden they're starting to have a wedding. Yeah, so, just, yeah it's, it's cool. kind of like you know when you have a baptism at the end of service. Well, in this case, you just had a a wedding at the end of the service. Yeah, there's a baptism going on for that young guy. That's for sure. <laughs> that's a it's a new thing. It's a brand new. That's right. Uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of. Hey, when you get married, you better die to some stuff. I, there's and a pick dying up some to self stuff. for for both yeah. for both parties. <laughs> I would imagine you know a lot of putting up with the other person's stuff. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of entertaining things that probably are, you know, a little too intimate to share about couples in premarital counseling. Some of the things that oh, they say. Oh, we're going there? Oh, no, <laughs> we don't have to go there. But, but you know, I think some of the more entertaining parts of, of, uh, of doing weddings happen well before the wedding ceremony itself. It happens in the, in the study where they're where you're talking to a young couple about what they believe marriage is about and what they think it's going to be like and how the their parents' marriages will be reflected in their own and whether, you know, how just those kind of those background stories, getting to know the couple and letting the couple have those important conversations. I think those are some of the most interesting times I've had in ministry. Yeah, so for me and my wife, we had a truncated version of the marriage counseling <laughs> because her grandpa and my grandpa were doing the ceremony, and so oh, yeah. we made the mistake of letting grandpa do our counseling. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about sex once. <laughs> There's nope. no way like our grandpa was going to look at me and, and even think this young man is, has bad intentions. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's a horrible person. He's a bad person. That's my grandpa. Yeah, so, yeah, so anyway, it was, uh, yeah, that's if, if, Maybe we need to go have some counseling now because we never got that that <laughs> section of the marriage counseling <laughs> taken care of. So yeah, um, yeah, I've I've had some interesting moments in counseling. Um, I've never had to tell a couple, "Hey, uh, you guys probably shouldn't get married," but I there have been some pretty uh, serious talks about some things that are you know maybe these are red flags that you want to look at sure uh before you get married because i i think that's one of the things that our culture is uh you know we're pretty caught up in the the whole love and romanticism side of marriage sure and we don't think a lot about um the longevity of mm -hmm. what it takes to make a relationship like survive over right. time I have this saying, like, you know, they say the grass is greener on the other side, or, or some people think it is. Yeah. Um, and, and the old saying is the grass isn't greener on the other side. But <laughs> I say the grass is greener when there's been a lot of manure. So when you walk through the crap together, <laughs> when you walk that's through when the, the grass together. really gets green. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, no. I think a lot of times when people go into a marriage, they just always think we're going to be the exception. And we're not ever going to fight. Or maybe they'll know they'll fight, but it's never going to be this thing where, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? Sure. Um, and sometimes we get to that point um, in even good marriages. There's points of, of testing and points of trial. Right. Um, and so I think, yeah, one of, the, one of my favorite things about, about counseling is that kind of, like you said, sometimes a light bulb goes on that's like, oh, 
man, I hadn't even thought of a lot of this stuff. And that's what good marriage counseling does. It helps us to oh, sure. think it through ha- that yeah. stuff helps beforehand. Helps you think about the family so. dynamics. Helps you, you know, air grievances and, and be prepared. You know, this is what my expectation is. This is, you know. Uh, but, you know, in some of that, I've actually a couple. I've had a couple of uh, couples that um, I thought, I'm going to have to tell this couple that I just don't see this lasting. Um, and that, you know, and I thought, oh no, yeah, I'm going to have to do this. Yeah. And you know what? In the process of, of counseling with them, they decided that on their own. I've had right. two couples, yeah. two different couples who just said, um, no, we're not going to, we're not going to go through with this. And they, they wow. parted ways, um, yeah. as a result. And, uh, so that's, you know, that, I guess I, you could say I dodged a bullet. Didn't, I didn't actually have to tell them. That they shouldn't be getting married, they discovered it on their own in the process of counseling. So that was, uh, you know, one of those wipe your forehead, whoosh, kind of a things. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, but sometimes it's it's really tense, and you you don't want to have to tell a couple. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that you guys like each other as much as you thought you did, or that you have the, you know, sometimes I've had couples that I've had to, you know, that their response to, well, why do you want to be married? And we're just so much alike. And, and it's just, we're just so in love. And I'm thinking, yeah, if you're both the same, and they describe themselves as being the same person. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, one of you is unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, we, we probably, you're need, marrying yourself. Yeah. You probably got a pretty big ego going. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not a, that's not a necessarily a healthy thing. You need somebody who will challenge you and who will, who will, you know, make you, a better a better version of yourself and so uh, yeah those are always interesting conversations and you're never quite sure but lately I tell you what I just all the couples that I've been uh, been privileged to to see married this uh, in this past year which just has been a big year I think I did six five or six weddings. yeah you were telling me that I was um, like goodness and and you know we're, we're planting a church so none of them were local weddings they were all from previous relationships uh, previous pastor uh right pastor parishioner relationships and so um a lot of uh, several of them were were teens from the youth group that that i had when i was in orange and right uh, and so seeing them married and seeing who they chose uh that's just that's just really uh, you know somebody said well michael why 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 do you like being a pastor and and first off you know sometimes i don't like being a pastor but (laughs) when i do like it uh the the answer that i have is which is most of the time. I do like it most of the time. I do enjoy that's, what that's I do. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I'm really enjoying it is because I get a front row seat. I get a front row seat to some of the most monumental things in a person's life. Uh, yeah. You know, and yeah, that's, sure. that's just really cool. Like, you know, when, when, when somebody dedicates a baby, I, I get to stand up front and hold that baby. Say right. those important words, and and when they and get pooped on by the baby, yeah, get thrown up on time. all those kind yeah. of things, and then and then play it off like it's no big deal, and then preach a sermon with vomit on your jacket. But um, there you go. <laughs> but the uh, the opportunity to to be there when there's the exchange of rings and the exchanging of vows and those kind of things, those are just uh, man, that's really cool to have those front row seats and to have a front row seat to see who some of these kids that I. That when they were in the eighth grade, I, I really wondered, where are they headed? Uh, and right. to, to yeah. see where they're headed and to see the partner that they chose uh, for that for that journey in life. Um, just what a what an immense uh, honor it is to be able to stand in that place 
and and be able to say those words and let them know hey we're rooting for you we care about you all these people showed up today to uh, to honor the love that you have for one another that's just man those are some of the coolest words that we ever get to say and uh, i i wouldn't trade being a pastor uh, for anything in the world um, especially those moments where i got to you know preside over weddings uh, and, and yeah. celebrate love so that's just a cool one of the coolest things we get to do as pastors yeah, and I think there's a you know obviously a lot of biblical allusions to weddings to covenant. Um, you know, there's definitely in the ceremony itself there's there's a lot of significance to what it means to uh, love God and love one another and and to covenant with someone for a lifetime. I mean, ultimately that's what we hope we're doing when we um, when we get baptized as well. Um, you know, it's, it's just this idea of, Hey, I'm choosing to stick with you. And, you know, regardless of if every day is good and regardless of if it feels like the happily ever after, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stick this out. And one of the things, uh, I was, I've been in this class and we just read this book about how transformation happens and they went all this brain chemistry and stuff and, and early childhood development. But one of the things that, that they touched on was the need for humans to have a space uh, where they can face catastrophe, they call it, just anything that upsets your apple cart. Sure. And still know they're going to be cared for and loved. Oh, and absolutely. ultimately, the dream is that the marriage be- and the family unit become that place. Yeah. That place where, oh, yeah. where life can throw you all kinds of curves. You can go through all kinds of changes. There can be ups and there can be downs, but you know that um, you can adapt, you can thrive, but you're always loved even when you you come up short and you fail. Sure. Um, you know, and sure. and that kind of commitment is something that I think is severely lacking in our culture. Right. Uh, I think it's, you know, hey, if some people go into it with this idea of if it doesn't work out, we'll go our separate ways and try something else. <laughs> And uh, yeah, obviously there are reasons why marriages dissolve, and sometimes you know sure. there's abuse and things like that. And I'm not talking about those kind of situations, but I'm talking about situations where it's just like, well, I don't really, you know, we didn't really want to do that anymore. Let's do something else, or mm-hmm. you know, see other people or whatever. But yeah. there's there's something special about being willing to get up and commit to something. Sure. For life, a forever choice should be commended. Yes. You know. It just should be commended, and and I think that that's something important. That, you know that I try to always say at a wedding, um, you know, and that that whole it's a both it's a mutually, uh, you know, it's a mutually beneficial thing. I, I remember, uh, you know, I usually say to Shelley, you know, if you ever leave me, I'm coming with you. <laughs> you know, that's just because I I don't even know how to think about life without Shelley anymore. Like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't occur to me. To think, you know, I, most of the time, if I think back before I was married, I'm trying to think, well, where was Shelly? You know, even though we, you know, we weren't married at the time, we weren't even dating. And some of my memories uh, before we started dating, I just, I, I catch myself trying to insert her into the, into the story because. Oh, yeah. I just assume she's always been there at, at 21 That's years. That's when you married. get the comment. Uh, that was another girlfriend, babe. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. me. Yeah, unfortunately. And that, that makes for attention very well. that I just don't enjoy. But it happens yeah. sometimes. Um, I it did happens, that to another gentleman sure. the other day. 
uh, I asked him some, he said, you were telling me about this, you know, story? and he's like, oh, yeah, and then he starts telling it, and his wife's going, oh, yeah, that was with her. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Way to man, go, Michael. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's, yeah, you just get to a point where, where forever uh, almost seems like it goes in both directions, and, and that's a really right. good, yeah. that's a really good place to be in marriage, and, I, and, and you hope that for every, every marriage. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's something that needs to be celebrated and commended. It's interesting because weddings are this weird, this weird thing where we have all this significance and we have all this, we want to talk about love and we can talk about God's forever love and grace and and making room for each other you know uh and and there's that there's that pride uh where is there a making room for each other because i only get a little bit section of the book <laughs> i'm not i see i'm not going to comment on that i paula. need to talk to I'm, paul about this I'm making not, room for one another i'm not going to comment on that um i'm just kidding <laughs> but you know and, and there's that what you said while ago about uh, having somebody who's always going to be there. I remember when I was when we Shelley and I were first married, and we lived in Oklahoma City, and I was working this job, and I had I had recently my the my boss got fired, and so I kind of just got bumped into his position as a manager. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was new to the whole situation, and um, and I had an employee you know say something hateful to me one time, and I said, you know what. I'm sorry you feel that way, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go home to my wife and my baby girl, and they love me. So what you think of me really doesn't matter all that much to me. And I remember I used the love that my family had for me and how much I celebrated that they loved me and they cared for me and that they were there for me, that it gave me this confidence that just made me arrogant. And I just can't imagine having to deal with me at that point in my life because apparently I, I turned that around on him as a weapon in that moment. And I, and I, I can't I imagine hate... it either. <laughs> I'm really? really glad I met you later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I just, I hate that I kind of use it as a weapon. But at the same time, I'm, there's almost a little bit of pride in me still to this day that, that says, uh, yeah, I just was that confident in yeah. Shelly's love for me. And there's something that does something to a person to have, you know, uh, a confident hope that they're not going to turn their back on you. And that, that's a really exciting thing. But, uh, but what I was going to say about weddings is that, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes there's this person who shows up called a wedding coordinator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and God, sometimes I'm thankful for them. And God bless them. Yeah. Sometimes they help you with the chaos, and sometimes they just cause the chaos. I was at oh, a, yeah. I was at a wedding not too long ago, and the wedding coordinator, the the pastor, released the crowd. And the wedding coordinator spoke up and said, we're going to take some pictures, so if y'all could just be seated, that'd be great. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this wedding coordinator is in a fight with the pastor at the end of the ceremony. Yeah. It was a nightmare. I mean, it was the most awkward thing I've ever experienced. I was like, oh Lord, please help us through this. (laughs) Although I do appreciate a good wedding coordinator who kind of has... All the ducks in a row. Oh yeah, this lady did um, not. She was just so that drunk on power. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say drunk, which would have made a really interesting <laughs> wedding all the way around. No, but, drunk, um, with, drunk with power. But yeah, I, you know, wedding coordinators do at least, you know, if they've got somebody who can help people, you know, because on their wedding day, they're not always like thinking logically, like, okay, you enter the chapel now, mm-hmm. uh, you oh, leave yeah. now, those kinds of things, oh, those would be great. Like I've thought yeah. out some of the details before, like it's five wonderful. minutes before. When you have yeah. somebody who just stands at the back door and says, go. Yeah, because that is not my MO. I am not a detail person. Oh, no, I just So expect- I will do it yeah. if I have to, but yeah. I don't want to do it. I fly by the seat of my pants, like I yeah. just naturally, like I, one of on my strength finders, um, adaptability is like way up there. Yeah, and me so and Nathan too. I just assume that everybody else can adapt too. And so sometimes my wife is like, you do not give enough instruction. So whenever you have a wedding coordinator who can help you through some of those things, I've gotten I, I've gotten better at it over time. You know, I walk everybody in. I think you have in. to in ministry because, yeah. you know, <laughs> sometimes I get these requests and I'm like, really? Yeah. You couldn't have thought this through for yourself? Like, <laughs> you know, I had a teen who'd gone to camp every year since she was in the first grade and wants me to send out a packing list of what to bring to the same camp she's been going to. Now I understand if it's like a new person, but yeah, I'm like, well, you're probably going to pack the same stuff you packed last year. And uh, so, yeah, I am, I am not that detailed person either, but man, I, uh, I have this special honor and privilege this summer of actually performing my son's ceremony. And uh, man, when he told me that uh, I was I don't know. There's there's a, almost nothing more special than having your son come up and ask you, "Hey, Dad, will you perform our ceremony?" I did recommend that he get counseling from someone else because <laughs> once again, yeah, don't want to. There talk are parts about. of their marriage that I don't want to know about, and uh, you know, his fiance don't want me involved in. So <laughs> I said, "Don't want me." I sound like I'm, you know, from from uh, some redneck place here. She don't want me involved in that, so um, doesn't want me involved in. So yeah, it's a uh, it's gonna be an exciting day. And what I'm realizing is it's uh, like the train is moving down the track pretty quickly here. So yeah. although it feels like we have a while till next summer, it'll be here before you know it. And uh, I will be the father of a groom, which is mm. bizarre. Yes. Yes. So. You know, when you said Anything? that, all I thought was first, first we'll have to pick the cock because the cock is the move <laughs> for the whole wedding. Yeah, that was a great movie. <laughs> that was a good move. If you were going to redo your wedding, not that you will, but anything you would do differently now that you're, you've been married for a while, anything you'd include or not include? Or no, I. You know, we really worked hard at our wedding. Um, one thing that we said about our wedding, and this is something that I tell. Um, uh, new, you know, uh, new couples. I say, hey, we we want to be sure that we invite the most important guest first, and that is the Holy Spirit. And so uh, we always start our counseling uh, and any conversation with an invitation to the Holy Spirit to be a part of not only the wedding but of the marriage. And uh, and somebody gave us that advice when we were preparing, and they told us, you know, this is the wedding. This is the, the uh, a worship service that you get to plan, that you get to be a part of. Anything that you have the congregation do, just consider it liturgy. 
Um, and so we did. If we were going to do anything, I would probably shorten it just a little bit because we, we probably didn't have to sing every verse of every song that we did. Uh, there was lots of music. Um, gotcha. Uh, and so we might have shortened it a little bit. I cried through pretty much the whole thing. Um, I just I can see that. Feeling <laughs> Thank you. Feeling no, I really can. Yeah, feeling the weight of... Uh, the weight of marrying Shelly, or what are you, what are you no, trying to say, Michael? The, the weight of the significance of what was oh, happening. Okay. Not, wow. not, yeah. I was, um, I was a little worried for yeah. a second. I, I, I wouldn't want to ask Shelly this question because my fear is that she would say the groom. Um, but, <laughs> no, but, she uh, wouldn't. She, she would not. <laughs> um, I remember when we first, when we were first married, and we were sitting in in a common area on the campus of Southern Nazarene University, um, and. Shelly was reading the newspaper and her and I had kind of just been going at each other uh, like, you know, nitpicky, which we always do. And we do it pretty publicly. We're not. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we weren't making out or anything. Um, I was like, wow. No, quite the opposite. We were we were actually kind of. So after after she sat down and she opened up her newspaper and she was reading the newspaper and just as kind of and put it between us. Like, hey, the newspaper is what people used to get their information from <laughs> yeah, before for the, Twitter. For those of you who don't know what that Facebook, is, and she she and, brings up the newspaper and she puts it between her and and me because she's done listening to me. She and that's her signal. You know, I, I'm not listening to you anymore. And so as I walk off, I just kick it right in the crease so that it falls in on her. You know, uh, I don't know if I can describe that well enough for those who don't know what a newspaper is, but. Uh, the way it, I got you. The way it folded, folded in on her, and and I just kept walking and went to class. And she told me when she got home that night, she goes, "Man, nobody gets us. You're the only person who gets me, Michael." And, and I said, "Babe, you're the only person who gets me." She said, "After you kicked the newspaper and walked off, everybody who was in that landing was like, are y'all okay? Is your marriage in trouble?'" <laughs> <laughs> And we're just, we're fighters, you know, like if we're going to fight, yeah. you know, we're not going to wait till we get home to fight. We're going to do it right there and we're going to say what we need to say. And I think people think that we carry that anger and frustration sometimes uh, into private, but no, we don't. We What you saw was pretty much the extent of it. We're we're done. We're not, we don't stay I'm mad. like Michael Jackson in one way. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't, if we I just, was... yeah, if we fight, it's going to happen right there and we're, we're pretty transparent about things, probably too transparent most of the time. But yeah, if I was gonna do something different, I so we weren't as holy as you guys are. Like the I didn't. <laughs> I was a chemist. I wouldn't even think about going to the ministry. So yeah, like basically, we had the shortest wedding in the history of the world almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that we had planned that didn't happen was we had asked our grandfathers who were both ministers to write a blessing and read it. And one of them started the, you know, it's now my privilege to present to you for the first time. I would have stopped him and said, the blessing, because I I really (laughs) wish that would have been read publicly. Yeah. I mean, I have a copy of it. And so I still have both of their blessings. But for me, that would have, That'd be the one thing I would have done. I'm I'm too timid of a person sometimes in public settings like that to interrupt. Yeah. But I, I wish I would have, especially in that moment, because, you know, now that uh, both of our grandfathers have passed on, it would have been a, 
a very meaningful thing sure. to have heard it from their lips. And, sure. Um, and I was just young enough and not, you know, just didn't want to make a scene enough to not step in. And uh, I think that would be the one thing I would change. Um, yeah. Like literally our wedding was like 15 minutes long. <laughs> um, Add some we, we had, that. yeah, we, we had all the vows. We got all the rings and we got married and went ate cake and punch and, and we were out of there. It was, yeah. a, it was, you know, we didn't do the full meal like everybody seems to do now. I think yeah. that wasn't the thing back then quite as much, unless you were doing like a big, super fancy wedding, which, uh, Neither one of us really wanted that kind of thing or probably could afford, to be honest. No, yeah, we couldn't um, afford that kind of thing if we could have. Shelly always says that she would add a dance, and yeah. all of our Nazarene friends go, <gasps> but we, we couldn't have dances dance. at that point. <laughs> no, we couldn't, so one of we the couldn't last have had weddings, it in the church. <laughs> We'd have to have it yeah, else. One of the last weddings that we had here at Community, we had a dance. Uh, it was one of my interns, Quentin Gold. Shout out to Quentin. And, uh, it was like Paula and I, the interns and the youth that were just busting up the dance floor. And <laughs> I don't know if some of the Nazarenes were looking yeah. over their noses at us, but it, I, don't I know. felt the judgmental stare. We just we just lost some some listeners to the Pontificating Pastors podcast. I, I was just Nate, chilling my Nate inner Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was getting jiggy with it. Oh yeah, so. yeah. No, Shelly Shelly says that we should have had a dance. Um, I, yeah. I say. Um, I say My I think grandparents I would've, would have fallen over. I would have changed the ending when they said, I, "We can now introduce to you, Mr. and Mrs. Michael and Shelley Pig." Uh, I think I'd probably just prefer that they just said, "I'd like to introduce to you Michael and Shelley Pig." You know, it, it's enough that she took my last name. They didn't have to call it. Nobody has ever called her Mrs. Michael Pig. I don't think in her entire life. Uh, and I, I think that's my new name for her now. <laughs> you gonna call her that? Yeah. So. One of my favorite parts about our wedding is I when I kissed the bride, I did the old dipper down thing. Did you really? And the crowd went wild. It was awesome. It was no. so much fun. Yeah. Shelly was laughing and I was crying through the whole wedding. And so when we got to that point, it was and you know I had a. This is a crazy thing, but in all of the pictures, you can tell that I had a sore in my lip because I I had made myself <laughs> so nervous that I, I guess I bit my lip and I give myself a sore in my lip and so all my smiles are crooked. Cause it, cause That's awesome. <laughs> it's so terrible. And my parents, they'll die for me telling this, but in our wedding pictures, my parents don't look happy at all. Like They had, well, they had been crying. Was there some animosity? Oh, no, okay. no. They, they love Shelly and they love Shelly's family. They just don't look happy in the wedding pictures. So I don't know yeah. if I should admit this on air, but... One of the other funny things about our wedding was I was probably hung over the morning of the wedding and I didn't drink alcohol. So I, I'm one of these people that when I stay up, like when I get excited about things and mm -hmm. obviously I'm excited to be marrying this awesome girl. Yeah. When I get excited, I can't sleep. So I thought, well, I'll cure that. I'll take a double dose of NyQuil. Oh, and for no. a person who doesn't drink liquor, <laughs> I couldn't hold my liquor. That's too much alcohol. <laughs> I, I woke up the next morning. I don't remember anything before noon. I was just walking around like a zombie. Like a zombie. And we got married at 2 p.m. But so, your, your stuffy head uh, was, yeah, not, was not present, right? <laughs> I could rest. It was So I could rest medicine. Sniffling, sneezing, coffee-naking, stuffy head. Yeah, they're lucky to have woken me up for it. It was... <laughs> So yeah, that was that was some funny stuff, That's but cool. um, 
You know what I always tell couples um, on their wedding weekend is, you know, there's all the stress and stuff and everybody's running around like crazy. And I'm like, by the end of the day, you're going to be married. Just take it in. Yeah. Just enjoy like, it. I mean, take the craziest time. stuff could happen, but you're going to be married either way. Don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a hurry. Yeah. You know, I started, I started doing a thing where right before the ceremony, I, I hand the groom a handkerchief. Like a brand new handkerchief, never been used. Um, That's good. I, not I, a used one that no, you just blew your nose yet. in? No, I don't go get a used one. Um, <laughs> it's a brand new one so that he knows. It's brand new. I said, this is brand new, and I'm give it to you so you can put it in your pocket so that you can be a gentleman. Because you so don't, you can look dapper. Oh, well, okay. no. So you can put it not in his, not in his, not a pocket square, just straight gotcha. in his his pocket, so that if if uh, she uh, should need a handkerchief in the ceremony, you can you can hand this to her. What I don't tell him is that I put another one in my coat pocket in case he goes to crying. There you go. So that I can hand it to him. <laughs> we were more of the laughing type at our wedding. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping people didn't think we weren't taking it seriously. But oh no, I was debating on telling you what I asked Paula that made her laugh all through the song. <laughs> I well, now you, her, you can't do like, that and then not say it. Yeah, I was like, now. so uh, what are you doing tonight? That was it. <laughs> that was what you said. And she laughed all through the, the candle lighting song. She oh, was like, really, Nate? No. Really? This is what you're going to ask me? So, I am On that serious. note, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we need to wrap it up. Let's I'm, wrap this thing up. Good thing for me is uh, I've got two spare bedrooms now in my house in case uh, after this goes to air, I need one of them. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll no, just I'll sleep ju- in Tyler's room. Just on a closing note, I will say this. Getting married to Shelly when we did, best thing I ever did. I have no regrets. Yeah, you're trying to make up for some of the other stuff you said. No, uh-uh. no, it's just the absolute <laughs> truth. I like. I think getting being married to Shelly is the best thing I ever did. Oh, I mean, obviously I agree with that, and I think you know for ministry, the crazy thing for me was I married a girl who didn't know I was going to be a minister, and she yeah. is like an amazing pastor's wife. Oh, so for me, it ended up becoming probably why I'm still in the ministry at least at this church because they like me but they love her oh yeah no <laughs> shelly is the jewel in my in my my, my ministry she's like yeah. everybody loves shelly and the kids they just tolerate me and you know um spouses don't have to be involved in their partner's ministry no but it sure is a bonus when they are oh goodness shelly you know sometimes people are like well michael does how, how does your wife handle it whenever you know ministry you know takes weird hours and it it causes you to be away from your family sometimes and you get called out in the middle of a meal or something like that how, how does your family handle that i said there have been times when i wasn't going to respond and my wife says no you're a pastor this is what you do you respond and so my wife has always held me to the highest level of expectations within it and so she's been a real blessing to me she's been a blessing to our family too so uh yeah, you can tell her that. <laughs> yeah, well, she, hopefully she listens to the podcast. I don't know. She hadn't listened to the last couple yet. She was saying she needs to catch up, but uh, the school year has been demanding. Uh, I can imagine. First six weeks, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, we. 
I don't know if we got good stuff today, but we for sure got some stuff that we will we talked a lot. Either make people love us or hate us. You know, I so, don't know. I hopefully our wives aren't upset with us, but uh, no, yeah. Paula I think, won't care. I think she. Go ahead. <laughs> I think weddings are probably the best, the, one of the best parts of of being in ministry, being a pastor. Yeah, it's it's so uh, rewarding to, especially when you walk with these people, to see them uh, find someone that they can have this lifelong relationship with and get to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. Like you said, front row seat. That's great stuff, man. Yes. All is. right. Well, have a good weekend, and maybe I will catch you before I leave for Fort Worth this weekend. But if I don't, love you, man, and I will see you, talk to you next week at least. All right. Love you. Take care. See ya. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.